You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 224. In this episode, I'm talking to Janet Bathorn about how she's able to cruise the world and make money as a freedom entrepreneur. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Janet Bathorn, freedom entrepreneur, author and organizer of the annual Transatlantic Freedom Entrepreneur Cruise. Janet has been an entrepreneur for many years. She started off as a social media expert and became known in the Netherlands through her books and speaking engagements. A few years ago, she pivoted her business so she could have more freedom in her life and travel the world, and now she makes money while she cruises. Do you want more freedom in your life and business? Grab the Plan Your Profits success guide where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 224 to grab the guide and there you'll also find links to Janet and her upcoming cruise. I'm so excited to be here with Janet Bathorn. We've known each other for quite some time. I think it dates back to July 2015 when she signed up for one of my first, actually for my first group program. And we are still in proximity today. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jeanette, because you have quite a fascinating story that my audience needs to hear. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, and I, I'm thrilled to tell my entrepreneurial journey because everything has been a journey. Everything is a journey. And when we started to work together back in uh, 2015, you had already been an entrepreneur for quite some time. Yeah, I started in 2005. And what did you do back then? And, and what, what has been your journey until now? I know we're going to talk about how to go on a cruise and make money while you're on a cruise. And I know that's what people really want to listen from this interview. But let us take you back to the time where uh, you were not doing that yet. Uh, what were you doing as an entrepreneur? So I started my entrepreneurial journey, like many others, I think, as an interim manager. So I got hired and paid by the hour, uh, which felt after two, two and a half years, like being in a job again. So I had to go to meetings. I had to be in traffic jams. I had to be there on time. And my, my whole quest began with, okay, how can I earn money and not leave the house or at least not spend time in the cars for so long. So I started to figure things out about revenue models, about working online. I started to follow people like Natalie Sisson back in 2011, 2012. She was one of the first women who started an online business. Um, that whole process brought me to, okay, so I need a group program. I need an online training. And I'm the kind of entrepreneur who just did it. So, of course, I, I got some help with it. But I, in 2013, ages ago, 
I had my first online training ready. It was about LinkedIn. That was my topic back in the day. Social media and LinkedIn was one of my specialties. And I just did it. And if you have an online training and a group program, then you have to sell them. So that's how I finally decided to work with you because launching 2015 was new in Holland, in the Netherlands. So yeah, I just had to figure things out. And I like it that way. I like to be uh, figuring things out. I like to try new things. And um, that's been a journey. And now online work for me in my bubble, in my world and your world as well, it's, it's so normal. But if you leave your own bubble and talk to friends from your village or family, they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but hey, if you enjoy it, just do it. <laughs> it's still, it's very, very new. Yeah. You have gone through several shifts in your business, you know, like you've pivoted from being known for a certain thing into being known for another thing. Now, take us back to... The first thing you were known for was, you said LinkedIn was your first training. Were you first known as a social media expert? Yes. So LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, social media expert. I wrote my first book in 2011 about social media. It was one of the first books in Dutch. So people have known me for a long time to be a social media expert for self-employed entrepreneurs. And there was a time like four or five years ago that uh, for me, it started to get a bit, maybe it's, the word is not boring, but shallow more. Like there is more to entrepreneurship than putting things on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. It's about personal development. It's about yeah, believing in yourself. It's about trust. It's about all these things that people talk about. So I had to figure out how to combine those aspects of entrepreneurship with social media. So then I, I slowly, everything took time. I mean, it's not that you have it in one day. Slowly, I figured out that there were five pillars to being a successful entrepreneur. And mindset is one of them. Social media for me and for online entrepreneurs is also one of them. But also working with clever systems, uh, having the right network around you. So it turned into a framework now. Yeah, you mentioned boring, shallow, whatever. Yeah, it lacked meaning or a deeper meaning. So you, you felt like there was more behind online business than yeah. just putting stuff on social media. And we both know that's true. Social media is just a distribution channel. You need content. and You need good content. You need authenticity. You need uh, to speak up for yourself every now and then. It's much more. Yeah. So in the beginning, I focused on tactics like in LinkedIn, People didn't know how LinkedIn worked and it is quite a complicated site. So, well, you have to push here or press that button. You have to do this there. It was really like a school teacher. And I heard myself talking and telling the same stuff over and over again. I'm like, no, this has to go into an online training. I have to do other things. Yeah. So you shifted after a couple of years as a social media expert into more i recall back then you were also part of my first mastermind retreat iceland in 2016 where you said you want to shift away from being a social media expert and become as a freedom entrepreneur yeah and i have interviewed several people including chris ducker on this podcast about how to pivot in your business 
And you are also one of the examples where you pivoted. Now you're known for a completely new thing. And now it's the freedom entrepreneur. And as we know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's probably a process of a year or 12, 18 months, I guess, to change your business so you don't lose revenue and you make a shift. And you said you discovered there were five pillars to, was that to the freedom entrepreneurship? Yeah, to being an, a successful entrepreneur, yeah, an online entrepreneur, because social media is one of them. And I mean, successful entrepreneurs, successful person, it, it's all about uh, who am I as a person in my own business? For me, it's a fascinating journey because I, I started my, my university career a couple of years ago uh, studying psychology. I like psychology. I like to think about the brain and how people react, etc. And when I worked in, co in big corporates, I started to do NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, the practitioner, the master NLP coach for three years in a row because I think that's the best development you can do for yourself. And I was not an entrepreneur back then. It's just, it has been my process. I mean, for me, if I would be 18 again, I would pick other studies. I would do something else in order to have gotten here. But I mean, this is life. We make choices and then uh, we have to do something else probably. Yeah. And it's very normal to pivot actually a couple of times. You know, I've pivoted a few times in my business, you know, luckily I called my business Sigrun from the very beginning. So That's it. <laughs> I don't have to change the name of my business, but yeah, the, the business develops with you and with your clients. So the freedom entrepreneur, what drew you to calling it freedom entrepreneur? What was the, you know, you went from being a social media expert, speaking at conferencing, writing books, you know, being the school teacher, teaching people social media to this big concept of freedom entrepreneurship. Why? Okay, so I, I have several gifts or talents or whatever. What I really like is travel. I like to write and I like to think about how we react as persons. And what I discovered, we live in, in a Western society with a lot of emphasis on getting things done and um, getting results, um, overachieving more or less. So we live, I must say, in, in a quite stressful society. And if you travel, especially if you go like to Asia or South America, people just sit on the side for on the side of a road for hours. They play games at four o'clock in the afternoon and they they meet up to have a coffee or and we totally lost that balance, I think. And as an entrepreneur, I think the pressure, I can only say it for myself, the pressure is higher. If you're an entrepreneur, there's always something to do. There's always an email or a message or whatever. When I worked in, in corporates, it was like, okay, it's five o'clock, I'm out. And then you just stop working. As an entrepreneur, you ha really have to be a good boss for yourself. And the result is freedom, but the process is something else. Is it freeing yourself from that stress? That's basically what you mean, being a freedom entrepreneur. Yeah, from the stress, from the voices in your head, from the feeling that it's never enough. So a lot of my clients, they have good businesses. They are successful entrepreneurs, but somehow they don't have the time to walk with their dog or do something with the kids or have time for their hobbies. So freedom is about gaining back what you really like so it could be a hobby it could also mean 
training for a marathon or whatever. Freedom is personal. Well, it's basically like this uh, wheel of life exercise I do in some of my programs where I ask you to look at all the areas of your life and see if they're in balance, if the wheel is really turning. And if it's not, it's probably going to affect your entrepreneurship because uh, if we're not happy, if we're not taking care of our health or nutrition or... That's it. Yeah. So now we come to the traveling part because that's one of your big, big passions and related to the topic of the main topic of this episode. Where did that come into all of this? Okay, so you moved into the Freedom Entrepreneur. You recognized there were several pillars, you know, business models, uh, how to sell it. And I know we also have been, you recently wrote a book on money mindset. Money mindset, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Where does the travel come into all of this? The travel comes in if your business allows you to travel. So if I travel, I mean, you're on the road as well. If you're in an airplane, you cannot help clients. You cannot produce, or you, you could produce content, but you're not really productive. If I travel, I'm normally a bit tired or just watch a movie or whatever. I'm not one of those travelers that say, well, I wrote four blog posts and my whole book is ready now. For me, it's a slow time. But if you work in a corporate, we are used to having one big holiday per year and a weekend every now and there, and that's it. And once you decide that you are an online entrepreneur, you can travel to cool places, cool conference, meet cool people. But it's still, for me, that costs money. I don't get paid to go to the social media marketing world. or whatever. I have to invest. So slowly, I, I started to discover that I could also travel, take people with me, work, and normally you would call it a retreat or whatever, and earn money. At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. And I'm not the kind of entrepreneur or the kind of person that would say, well, we go to Ibiza and we have a yoga retreat there or whatever. No, that's not my kind of traveling. So I am always on the lookout for stranger destinations yeah i like undiscovered countries but then the stupidest thing is that i did a very very cheap transatlantic cruise as a participant not not as a workshop house or whatever when was that in the first one was in 2015 the end of 2015 so from the cold of europe i left in mallorca in spain to the warmth the heat wave in brazil in Salvador, we left the ship. So it was very, very hot. And during that cruise, I have never been on a cruise before. Like, and I've never done a transatlantic. And I think I had the same thoughts as everybody. Well, it's maybe boring. There's a lot of old people. What am I going to do on the ship for seven days? Well, I took books and I was like, I can survive that. But I found the opposite. I found out that being on a ship on the ocean for seven days and seeing only the water... It was healing. I know this is more of a fashion word, but it was, you have the time to really reflect on yourself, on your business, on the things you do. There was no internet. There were no distractions. I didn't have to do the shopping. I didn't have to do cooking. It was only me. And that was a liberation that you could find peace and quiet on this big cruise ship because it's, it's a village of, of its own. And when we finally 
saw the land of Brazil and we saw the harbor, I was feeling sad that I had to leave the ship. And I still have that feeling. If the crossing is over, I'm sad. Because it's so good to be on that ship and to be in this mini bubble in the world. You don't have to watch television. You don't, it's only about waking up when you want to go to the gym, go to the swimming pool. Of course, you can eat and drink whatever you want. I mean, that's what, what yeah, some people just go for the food and the drinks. But for me, it's, it's a total relaxation. I don't have to clean my room. Everything is done for me. And I can read 10 books in a day if I want to. And you got an idea, a business idea from that first participation in the transatlantic cruise. That's it. I thought this was so great. More people, more entrepreneurs need that feeling of total disconnection from their home and total relaxation. Uh, so then I, I just, that's how I do things. I just decided to do it. So I made a reservation for, I think, 10 cabins with an option. And the year after that, I just went on this cruise with, I think we were in total with 16 people. 16 yeah, yeah. people. Wow. On your first. Yeah. But some people took their partner, etc. So not everybody was for me a paying customer, but. For me, it was the confirmation that it is possible. Yeah. And now I did five crossings already. I know exactly at what point people start to get bored is not really the word, but there's always this moment when people start to cry. They hit the wall and they really, because you have to, there's nothing to do. You have to really think about yourself and your business. That's what we are there to do. We talk about personal development, about what makes you tick. Why are you doing what you do? That's, it's more the deeper questions of being an entrepreneur. It's not about I sell this or I do that. So a lot of people cry and that's normal. I warn them for that. That's normal. And there are some unexpected results like divorces and people stopping radical with things that they did in their business or always pleasing their family or whatever. They're like, now it's done. Now I'm going to do something else. They finally have time to reflect and they have never maybe done it or maybe for years not taking the time to reflect. So they have this opportunity for a few days and they have someone like you, a coach with them to go through those feelings. And suddenly it's like, wow. I shouldn't do that or I should. Yeah, it's also the power of the group because there's always someone to talk to. There's always someone to, that can help you relieve some stress or do some, some sometimes they even do massages on, on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. And sometimes uh, people sing together. Last, the last cruise we had someone, uh, she was really a gifted piano player. And on this cruise ship there were, I don't know the English word, the pianos, the big ones, the long ones, they produce good music. So she was allowed to play in the theater in the afternoon when there was no one there. There were no rehearsals, no shows. So at four o'clock, five o'clock, she could play there. And she was really happy to do that. And sometimes people joined her just to listen to her or to sing with her. And that's also liberating. It's also like, here I am on this stage and nobody's listening, but that's not the point. It, you do it for yourself. 
and I, I, I mean, I have some special gimmicks. Um, I try to convince people to join me in the karaoke because I think you have to make a fool of yourself. One of the personal development breakthroughs. Yes, just do it. And in order to help them, I try to have them wear rainbow dresses or a rainbow scarf. Just, it's a gimmick. It's like we are a group, we belong together. And if you start to sing in the karaoke, we are there as a choir. We help you, we support you. And that really helps people. It's stupid, I know, but it really helps. Well, it doesn't sound so stupid to me. I am a certified Dale Carnegie trainer. And one of the things, I was actually talking about this recently, Dale Carnegie has long passed away, but when he created his first Dale Carnegie course, he ran out of material and started to improvise and just did funny exercises. And by doing something really funny and stupid in front of a group of people, you actually can have some personal breakthroughs. So it doesn't sound weird or anything to me because I know it works. <laughs> I know it works as well. And because of the dressing up with the, with the rainbow dresses or the flowery dresses, uh, being a group, the only thing I say up front, it, it's important that we make fun, that we make people laugh. Because there's always, I don't know why, but karaoke's are very popular. There's always a lot of people watching. They like it. So I say we have to pick some songs that are happy, that make people, make them feel happy, that they can clap along or whatever. That's the only job we have. So don't focus on yourself and your own fear. Focus on the audience. And we always get bravo, bravo. <laughs> and if we walk on the ship with the rainbow, oh, there's the girl with the rainbow dresses. There they are. So now you've done five transatlantic cruises and it's become kind of your thing i don't know anyone else that does anything similar and you have a big one coming up i have a big one coming up because um my biggest group was 16 or 12 people and um i organized it so that i did one-on-one -on -one coaching with them on the ship and of course that's not a scalable model so the big one coming up is that I want to transform it into an international cruise. First language was Dutch, now it will be in English. And I want to take 100 entrepreneurs with me. I want to give the opportunity to 100 entrepreneurs to be on that ship, to work together, and to benefit from all the cool people that are there. So there will be keynotes, but also workshops. It will be more of an, like a cafeteria model. You can pick what you need and just surround yourself with 100 cool people. That's, it's going to be such an amazing experience. I know. I'm sure about that. I'm sure. And I know already a few people going with you, and I probably will know a few more. So it's happening end of next year, right? November End of 2019, November or December 2019, I'm still negotiating with two different cruise companies because, of course, I want the best deal for my group. But it's, it's going to be November or December. Uh, we will leave from Italy or Spain and we will end in the Caribbean because I love the Caribbean. I love the Caribbean islands. So the cruises, so the negotiations now are with the ending Guadeloupe the French Caribbean island. Yeah, I mean, the name Guadeloupe and maybe a stopover in Barbados. I don't know. It's, there are so many cruises to pick from. 
So this has become kind of your signature program. And you say, yeah, cruise the world and make money. It's because you take the clients with you on this journey. But that's actually, that's the excitement about it for them, the clients to be with you. But also you, uh, you are getting rewarded uh, basically by having the clients with you. And many of these clients continue with you in other programs, like group programs that you have. Yeah. Either they have started in a mastermind or they they start with a mastermind group after that. For me, what I really like that people join me on this cruise. Everything is a trust business. Everything is trust. Uh, some people never have left Europe before. They have been an airplane, but not for 10 hours to get there or to go back because I also did some cruises starting in the Caribbean, going back to Europe. But this one is the other way around. So if we finish in Guadeloupe, it will be in December. So of course, I'm going to stay there for a couple of days and enjoy the good weather before I fly back to the cold Netherlands. So yeah, some people have never been on an airplane for 10 hours on a row. They have never left Europe and they feel confident that they can do this with this group, with us. I think that it's important to know that, that it's safe to do those things and to it's also for you. That's the feeling that you need to have. It's also possible for you. And it's not holiday, although I bet some people view it as holiday. It's a part, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to take that time to reflect on your business and it's work. Yeah, it's a business trip. Yeah. It's fully tax deductible. So everything is, that's why you, ha you can book the cabin through me. You get an invoice for that, but you have to book your own flight, for example. And if you want to postpone your trip, uh, if you want to stay in Guadeloupe for a bit longer, you have to book your own hotels. I'm not a travel agent. I don't want that responsibility. So, but it means that everything you book and everything you pay, everything is on the business. It's not a holiday. So yeah, for your tax reports, it's also, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to spend your money on those things, I think. And you say after people have gone on that trip, sometimes unexpected things happen, but also some big shifts in their business. Can you tell us a couple of examples of things that have kind of happened as a result of people being on that transatlantic journey with you? Yeah, people deciding that it's finally time to stop doing the, um, the consultancy and interim work and finally step into the online world. So there was, uh, until now, only one, one guy joined me. He was on the cruise like one and a half, two years ago. And he was always, always, always very busy in his company. And he, he said, well, this is not freedom for me. So, and he joined me and now I got a message from him in the Facebook group that now he started to shoot the videos for his online training. Of course, it took him more than a year to finally start, but I think the whole process started back then because we, we checked out his business model and I said, well, this is not scalable it will mean that you will always have to work very hard. And yeah, that was his own conclusion as well. People selling their practice and started to uh, also start to work online. And also what I really like is that a lot of people see the opportunity of traveling or doing retreats with other entrepreneurs. 
and for me, I mean, for me, it's the cruise, but um, there are other people that like to do uh, hiking. So they take people to Nepal or to other countries with mountains. It's seeing other possibilities. And it is feeling, for women mainly, it's also the feeling that you are not only a mother, for example, that you are a completely independent person who happens to have a business and some kids. And a lot of people, a lot of female entrepreneurs, they cannot disconnect from, from their kids. So they cannot leave. That's a, a reason not to join cruise, this cruise. They cannot leave their kids for two weeks. That's what they say. And I say, well, your kids will be very happy to live without you for two weeks. Leave them alone. Just give them some time with their grandparents or friends or their father or whatever. They can manage without you, I'm sure. And maybe they will have to get used to it, but they can do it. So that's also part of the role that I have in my community. Kids can do without you. Actually, they like it if you leave, do some strange things maybe, and then you come back with some nice gifts or experiences, crazy photos. And, and a happy yeah. person. And a happier person, yeah. If you stay at home and say, well... I can do this because of the kids. In fact, you blame them for not developing yourself. And I don't like that. You can always find an excuse not to do things. It's the kids, it's your mother, it's whatever. Well, it reminds me of uh, if you talk about, you know, for instance, meditation or something like that. I don't know if it was Tony Robbins or someone else who said, if you don't have 10 minutes a day, you don't have a life. I want to compare that to not being able to go on a week or a two-week transatlantic cruise. If you can't do that, do you have a life? Do you have freedom? Are you a, a true entrepreneur if you can't do that and you're having your family or your business accommodate for that? It's also learning how to set up a business so that you actually can go away for one or two weeks. Yes. It's also the feeling that you can leave for two weeks. And of course, you have to prepare some things. You need a VA or a team to take care of a couple of things. If the kids are a bit smaller, yeah, you need someone to babysit them or bring them to school. Or, But the good news is that it's possible and that there are a lot of people willing to help you, either paid or even unpaid. It's not a problem. It's just doing it and asking it. Anything is possible, especially if you ask. Absolutely. So we'll link to uh, your website in the show notes, of course. The waiting list is open. The waiting list is up already for the next cruise. And uh, we suggest that you check that out if you're listening to this episode. And Janet, any final words for people who possibly want to pursue a similar business model like yours? Yeah, that's also your advice. Stop overthinking and just uh, start experimenting. If you want to take people on a retreat, for example, uh, be happy with the first three or four people that want to join you. So start small and think big. That's the only way to grow. 
perfect. That's exactly also how I did with my treat. I didn't start with less people, but I started with a lower price. You know, you might lose a little bit money in the first one, but then you build it up and it starts to be a profitable venture. So that's fantastic. Stop overthinking, start doing. Jeanette, it's always a pleasure. And I wish you best of luck with your next cruise. Yes, thanks a lot for having me. Do you want more freedom in your life and business? Grab the Plan Your Profits Success Guide where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 224 to grab the guide and there you also find links to Janet and her upcoming cruise. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.